Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Daily Hi-Fi Podcast. My name is Shauna. With me as always, we've got Joe and Aaron. And today we have Steven, special guest. What is up, fellas? Hey, what's up? Howdy, howdy. Hey, guys. How's it going? Steven, we just we just met like maybe two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, Shauna kind of surprised ago. us, right? So I know you mentioned something, but uh, Steven, why don't you tell us, you know, where you're at, what you do, you know. Give some okay, uh, I'm Steve in, in, in Germany. They called me uh, Stefan, and uh, on Facebook I, I call it uh, Stefan with F because uh, in my childhood they uh, write my name every time wrong with P and H. <laughs> so I call it Stefan with F, and uh, that's my name on Facebook. And I'm watch movies since I was uh, six years old and uh, now we have 5.1, we have DVD, we have Blu-rays and now we have 3D sound in all levels. And uh, I'm now in Germany, I'm sometimes I'm, um, I take my time and uh, I'm like a supporter with uh, Groby TV sometimes. And so we decide we make for you guys a care package because uh, what is your listening experience is, is what we made four or five years ago. And uh, we started with ours 3D and we find out there's something wrong with, with Atmos because we have the Atmos layout, but not every time Atmos signals and, and what else is, is there. And now we make some experience with the high channels. So we listen to music with um, only or movies with only high channels and uh, test what is um, the app mixer is doing. And now sometimes with Atmos there is nothing, and sometimes uh, with the app mixer there is a little bit better experience, and you can't adjust um, our 3D as you like. Yeah, well, uh, Stefan, I know how to say yes. Stefan. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Have you watched my video? I made a whole video about why I prefer to use Oro because a lot of people ask me and it's a whole thing. And I just figured, you know what? Let me just make one video, kind of do as many of the tests as I can. It came out to 40 minutes. And I think I said everything I need to say, you know? Yes, that was a long, that was a long it's, video. It's, I had to wear headphones yes. throughout that. I did not like that, Joe. Uh, uh, you made me wear headphones through the whole thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my, my, uh, yeah, thanks to you guys. This uh, Oro 3D collection is uh, is getting bigger by by the month. Uh, there's some more. Oh, it's all upside down. Um, but yeah, yeah. Th I gotta thank you guys um, for sending all this uh, cool content over because um, I want to check it out, especially some of the music. I know, I know the BT Electronic Opus. There's some songs in there where it's just like. Yes. Like the height channels are on fire. And, you know, I think with like electronic music, it's a little bit more. It fits a little bit better, right? You can have stuff coming yes. out from above you. If it's like classical music, like I've heard like they, they, you know, they took the stems and they, you know, from like a Beatles album and put it on in Atmos on um, on title. And it's it's OK. You know, I mean. All they have, all they work with are the stems and which stems are going to be objects. And if they don't really record, they don't have like, you know, 
the like vocal, the clean vocal, just to put their voice like up there or up here or have it swirling around you or whatever. I just think electronic music is more, um, you know, fits fits immersive audio a little bit better. Uh, what did do you, you think? Did you did you find the, the time to listen to uh, Ferry Corsten? Um, I did. I did. I had the Ferry Corsten and the and the BT. Those are the two of my favorite ones. Um, but that was that was a little bit ago because I I don't have a an oro receiver uh in right now i gotta you have it you have one i yeah i've got two i've got two stefano's about to take take off right now like (laughs) he's like no (laughs) give me those and you have and and you are um you're one of the customers who had a very big arrow sign yeah maybe you should you should yeah um, yeah yeah. there's some oro signage here so so these these guys yes just to be clear, again, uh, we yeah. we just first started talking. So, uh, what do you do with uh, Groby? And what is for the folks who don't know? I know who Groby, uh, what Groby TV is, and you know, um, Groby is oh, there. There is a sign. It's a special sign. Um, Sound better? You, yes, better, better, better. It's the greatest. <laughs> uh, when you buy an, an, an a product or an AVR from from out uh, from from Groby, yes. You get these two signs included for your home cinema to, to put it on your wall, on your on your door, what you like. And um, at first, um, I say big regardings for or big regardings to you from Patrick because he told me he has no time; he's busy at the moment. And uh, at first, I'm not um, a, a worker or a, um, employee of Cas of, of of Kobe. I'm a what can I say? A, a professional like an enthusiast, a professional enthusiast, movie watcher. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes in my free time, I um, I'm also a customer of of, of Kobe also. And in, in my free time, I go to there and we test uh, a lot of uh, sounds, film, musics. And uh, he had a great studio there uh, with uh, two, nay, three areas at the moment and one room with. Uh, three types of um, layout systems in there and he can switch you can switch from an hour layout to a real atmos layout and back and can switch and switch switch off all speakers or or speaker what you like interesting so uh is it just i know he has a trinov right yes yeah it, does he have speakers in different positions for, like optimally for each layout how's that yes work? yes uh, because the, the industry makes some white papers, but uh, you have to realize the white papers in in a definite room in in some some space. And one is made for uh, we call it all for one, yeah, a setup. And one is one particular really f- uh, made for um, Atmos, you can say. Mm. But yeah, there are I... some. some... Go ahead. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But but there, there are some crazy things from 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 Atmos because when you watch, uh, we have some movie mixes. They, they have like a, a static Atmos mix, you can call it, and uh, you can hear it when you get uh, six uh, height speakers or six uh, top speakers for Atmos. Uh, example is uh, Ready Player One. When you go to six speakers, uh, there some the, the heights or the, the top middles are playing only on the middle. Mm. The rest is dead or silence. Yeah. Huh. 
So I, I take it you're a fan of Oro 3D. Yes, at the most time, because uh, sometimes there is uh, <laughs> a little bit too much silence in the in the Atmos area. Yeah. Well, you know, but, uh, so um, what would you say to one of the things I said at the end of my video, which was I like Oro upmixing. You know, a lot of people will say over oh, here in the U.S. there's not a lot of content. And I say, hey, I like the upmixer because I've had some native Oro stuff where I wasn't so impressed with the native mix either. So to me, it came down to the mixer. Did the mixer do a good job? Did they actually put something in the high channels? Because just because it's a native oral doesn't mean that they're going to put something up there, right? That's that requires time yeah, and effort. Huh? It depends on the on the uh, on the mix and and the and the music or or, or film maybe. Um, and and I, I surfed some some internet sites and I found there is. Uh, we call it in Germany. We call it here uh, pure audio. It's something like this one. You can call mm. it. Um, it's in Blu-ray, but uh, on it you have a picture, and uh, you can uh, also, when you watch the picture, there 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 are many or there are four uh, different sound mixes on it. So you can you can listen to the music in stereo, in five point one. In Auro native mm. or in Atmos native. Oh, cool! Sounds so, useful. Uh, yes, you can uh, because the the the, the then or the mostly every R switch to the right uh, sound format or up mixer, so you can choose the same track on the same line only by push the buttons. Oh, that's convenient. So if you wanted to compare, like that would be like the easiest thing to do. You could. Put on the 5.1 mix and then compare the up mixers. You can, or you can oh, just you compare can... the Atmos mix to the native Oro mix and and then to the Oro up mixer if you like. Yes. Okay. And uh, uh, under surround parameters, you can decide which, uh, which high or which intense of the Oro mix you, you like. I um, usually keep mine at the, the default. The up mixer is, I just, I just leave it alone. I no, you can, you can, you can decide. You have, you have, yeah. When you when you listen to the Marans, go under audio surround parameters, and you can choose your your level of upmix. Huh. Right. So when you change between the the different formats, do you choose a different track or do you just change it on the AVR on your receiver? No, it's a, it's 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 like uh, from from Blu-ray when you when you change a, a language or. Oh or yeah, that. I see. So so you have the language in in. Uh, uh, in 5.1 one mix and the other one in 5.1 mix also so yeah. on the on the one mix is 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 in um our uh, takes uh what can, what can i say uh, um it's not uh, as as a own um sound format but it's it's covered in dts hd master yes, yes. So, so uh, uh are there different mixers who did is it the same mixer that did the different uh, formats or different? Yes, yes, because many of the um, pure audios uh, that are made, it's, uh, the inventor is a, is a German guy. He's, uh, he's called Stefan Bock, and he put some technical things for Blu-ray together. And so he created um, a new, I can say, that's a pure audio. Um, it's only um, like a blue, normal Blu-ray, like this one. Right. You can say, 
and um, on one uh, you you have the space uh, for the for the uh, for the music because you have done don't much uh, big picture there, and you can choose what you what is like with, uh, with oh, the music. Oh, oh, I, I I get what you're saying. It, you're saying there's not there's not all kinds of video content taking up room on the disc, so they can have all those audio formats. Is that yes. what you mean? Since it's just a picture on the screen, they got yes, more space on the standard Blu-ray. Um, okay. When you took a, a, um, a look on the backside from the uh, from the pure audio disc, you have a, a two point. Let me know. Five point one mix in 20, uh, 24 bits with uh, ninety six kilohertz. So yes. I just wanted to make sure they, it wasn't mixed by Wilfried, right? Because if <laughs> no, no, it was mixed uh, by Wilfried, he'll make sure the oral sounds real good, and then the, for the, the other Dolby ones, is gonna be whack. Just, <laughs> that's, um, it's, yeah. it's 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 um, it's it depends on the content. Um, yeah. When you look on the on the Twister movies uh, from from Turbine, uh, one mix, the hour mix, is created in the Galaxy uh, Galaxy Studios in Belgium. And the Atmos mix was made by an Atmos studio in Germany. Mm. So there, there are different mixes. But on, on these pre audios, uh, there was the, uh, the same mixer. But he, he decided on one track for, um, for our and one track for, for Atmos. All right. And you have in, 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 in our, you have a higher resolution. If you're wondering, Stefan, how, why Aaron isn't mm. saying much, he he still has a what 5.1 system i got 1.3 so so yeah, he's pretty cool he, he's, i got a center channel and three subs whenever we talk about uh you know up mixing or i just zone out like, i don't know whatever well you know i've got to practice sleeping with my eyes open so i figure this is the mm -hmm. perfect time to do it the eyes open <laughs> so so yeah um yeah i'm old says, school he says he said welcome to oro 3d daily just because chana and i are fans of oro and uh now you're here we've had wilfried on a couple times so we have to be careful to make sure that people you know don't think we're i guess i'm i mean i'm biased because that's what i like right that's what bias is i make sure uh, that people know that we're not biased because i crack on oro 3d having never yeah. experienced it i just start making fun of it immediately because i've got to balance <laughs> it out never got balance it, right? i've got to balance it out you know it's one extreme to the other so yes that's how we do it over here. So I just wanted to say, you know, uh, let you know what's going on. But yeah. that means that I'm going to be super hard on you now. Uh-oh. Because, because, you know, Look to balance it. things out even more. Now we have Chana likes Oro. I like Oro. You like Oro. So I have to kind of like, you know. Are you going to turn devil's into advocate, Hater right? Joe? Hater yeah, I have, to, I have to change it up a little bit. Fresh Hater Joe. Devil's advocate. But, uh, uh, but I also like 3D sound, and when uh, the 3D sound is made very good, it's uh, it's also good from uh, from Atmos also. If if because it's mixed, we, well? yes, uh, we have sent some um, um, Chana some some. It's only produced for Germany or for Europe, maybe. It's um, Patrick decided to put oh, yeah, it on a disc, Mr. Moto. Yes, Mr. Moto. And when you look on the backside, you have also find Atmos and Oro 3D there. Yeah, stereo 5.1 surround, Oro 3D, and Dolby Atmos. Yeah. So I think it's on this label here. Boom. Yeah. Yes. And as 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 also for uh, for the others is a is a CD also in there. And I have found the um, the package here. I have the the record before. It's a Booker Shade. It's the first um, record. And you have the, the second one, Dear Future Self. 
it's one of the great uh, movie mix in in, in in Atmos also, and it's also nominated for a Grammy this year. And I put it, I have some preparation, it's available on Amazon US. Mm. Oh, really? And I put, yes, yes, yes. I put it on the list. Here you are. Stefan, I'm kind of curious, what kind of AVR do you have? Just so we know. In 1815. Our 18. one's 1815. Marantz. 15. Ah, okay. What, what kind of speakers? I have some uh, Germans ones. Um, I took a combination of uh, a little bit old Magnat speakers. Um, it's similar built to the uh, SVS speakers that you have, the stand oh. ones. Okay. And for the height ones, I chose the, uh, the Dali Oberon speakers because oh. they are very small and uh, they had a really uh, wide uh, frequency range for the, for the height level. All right. So, um, Mike asks, with Oro 3D heights, does the speaker have to uh, speaker face have to be ninety degrees to the main listening position? You want to take that, Stefan? Ninety degrees. Oro. Uh, so I guess what he's saying. So uh, Oro is uh, thirty degrees up from the ear level speakers, right? So. Yes. The corresponding ear level speaker, if you were to draw an angle upward, that that angle from your sitting sitting position should be 30 degrees upwards. I, I think a yes. lot of people get confused. They think that from the speaker looking down, it should be No, no, it's from the it's from the yeah. It's from the listening position. But also there's uh on the on that PDF that you have, it says you know, it should be about 90 degrees, or I think the test was stand up and it should hit your ears at the standing height. And I kind of yep. joke, depends on how tall you are, right? If you're super <laughs> tall, it's going to be a different angle. Um, it's, it's, it depends on, um, you can't, um, most people take the, uh, their, their hearing position. Mm -hmm. And when they look above from 30 degrees from there, or they use the, the stand up position. It's mm -hmm. a little bit uh, other direction. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, you know, I had somebody actually make a real long comment on my video and saying that mm -hmm. he only has eight foot ceilings and he sits really far, like, like Chana, like you're far, like 14 feet. Yeah. And so he can't get the right angle. It's like a very low angle considering mm -hmm. the speaker, uh, uh cabinet the, also, the speakers are, yeah. you know, he can't, it's, you know, so he can't get that right, that correct angle that, Oro recommends, which is at 30 degrees. And so I remember when I spoke with Wilfried, he said, just as long as the height speakers are not closer to you, then the ear level speakers should be okay. So I don't know how uh, specific that angle has to be. It's, it's, it's difficult to say um, because the, uh, the technical sign is uh, on, uh, um, at the, uh, at the R manual, they have the right angle, but uh, the, the wrong position. If you are uh, sit too long from from the uh, from the front wall, uh, so the the height speaker have to come to you. So if you get the uh, nearly the, the thirty degrees, it's it's twenty five. It's okay. It's uh, but it should be not higher than um, 30, 35 degrees or higher. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, um, I guess what will happen is if you have the speakers too close. What I told him was if your height speakers are closer to you than your corresponding ear level speakers, what ends up happening is that the reflection sound that's supposed to, you know, the whole idea is oral supposed to make it sound more spacious. So it yeah. adds what seems like a reflection. Your brain kind of thinks like, oh, maybe the space is bigger because there's this uh, reflection happening. But if the reflection hits you before the initial sound, then that's that's not good. <laughs> it's going to sound weird. It's not good. And, or it's going to sound smeared if they arrive at the too close of a time. Right. It's going to sound just like a smeared sound. So it has to be yes. the correct distance. And I think yes. if your angle is not high enough, right, then there's not enough separation and there's more chance of uh, unwanted uh, comb filtering. Yes. Um, in this case, you have to do a little bit room acoustics. Um, one point is to change your position or to um, to move your speaker. Yeah. Yeah. So what is your take on uh, native versus upmixed content? W what do you prefer more? Do you prefer native um, oral content, native Atmos or... You know, for me, I just keep it on Oral 3D, and I, whatever it upmixes, for the most part, I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, with my experience now, I say um, I can say I give both both a chance. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay, we um, we take it with um, what was it, uh, James Bond, the last James Bond movie, Time um, to Die or something, or No Time for Atmos. Um, I call it now. <laughs> Uh, it's my it's my it's my it's my experience because um see the first scene the first 20 minutes there's only one atmosphere effect because when the camera moves back through the uh, through the church and, and there's the atmosphere effect and the rest is, is silence yeah. and uh in this case we can switch to to the app mixer and in germany we have a, a, a sort of another problem our movies are speaking German or dubbed in German. And sometimes we have some crazy things with the, uh, we have sometimes or often not the same, um, the same uh, audio say, track um, or something. Yes, the same audio track. It's the same high resolution in German. So uh, the last uh, 4K movies, for example, sometimes we have the, um, the, uh, the items there that the, um, the, in English, it's an Atmos, and in German, we have 5.1. So, so do you have to end up, do you guys end up watching movies in English just because of that? Um, I, I watch both because uh, the English one, uh, the English track has small resolution very often. And uh, for many German customers, uh, I can say they, they, uh, they, they watch also in, in German. And often there is no uh, 3D sound there because imagine, we haven't. Imagine if what? they speak they speak in English and then the reflections off or in, in German. German that would be crazy. <laughs> well, what's happening? <laughs> crazy. So uh, Juan says, sounds like Oro has very strict requirements. And you know, it's one of those things. I feel like um, when it comes to compatibility, you know, I I think about it more like um, like Apple stuff, right? A lot of a lot of times, like something doesn't work with something else. Like, you know, I, whatever, iMessage doesn't work with Android. Like whose fault is it, right? That it doesn't work with the other one. And, and 
I think that the oral layout is actually the most forgiving because yeah, I think when so you too. have it set up like that, or at least so front heights, front and rear heights, I can use that according to Denon, right? According to what mm -hmm. the, the AVR says, I can use it with Oral 3D, Dolby Atmos, DTSX. If I change it to uh, in-ceiling speakers like Atmos kind of recommends, I can't choose some of the other ones. Yes, so, right. Right. It seems to me that the oral layout is the most versatile. So strict, yes. I don't know that it's strict. I mean, all of them have their particular requirements, right? So I'm, I mean, uh, Juan's comment here in oral layout, if the main listening position is against the back wall, at what angle should the rear heights go? So this is how it's in my system, right? My my um, um my couch is right up against the wall. And so my side surrounds are right there and there, right? So my surrounds are left and right. So I have the Oro channels whoop, right above those facing inward because I can't go backward or whatever. So you kind of just have to play with it. Like it's not, not every room is going to be perfect. You got to do what you can. And for me, I think that's going to be better than me. Obviously me trying to put in in ceilings. I can't put in in ceiling speakers, but um, it's funny or, or it totally makes sense how, in the AVR settings, if you take any kind of in-ceiling height speaker, Oro 3D is just shut off. Like it is, you can't use it. And even the way Wilfried was explaining it, you know, having a second quadraphonic layer of sound above you, like to me, in-ceilings wouldn't properly, it wouldn't sound right. It wouldn't sound right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah and, and, um, on, uh, in some rooms, we have the problems when the speakers are top middle. We have, um, can I say, um, a point of sound from the ceiling. So, uh, so it's not very, um, can I say, not very wide of range. And uh, when you get four of them, you can see like because it's not the. Um, sometimes it can be not uh, immersive enough. It can. I don't know how to call it in, in the right words, but uh, with with a front and rear height layout, uh, also with a, a top middle or a, a, um, a top verification, but but as a as a front and rear height uh, speaker layout, you get the better, in my opinion, uh, you get the better experience of hearing. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I was always wondering, you can with Oro 3D, you can use rear heights and you can use surround heights yes right? so i assume if you use if you have them on the sides i don't know can i don't know if you can change that on the on the avr, on the AVR yeah yes yeah. so, so basically um even though i i actually have that setup right I uh -huh. my, my height my rear heights are right above my rear surround so they're technically in that spot of surround height if I put that, if I select that though in the AVR, then Atmos won't work. So, on the halfway, on the halfway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so only the front height channels will work. The yes. rear height channels will not work. If you put the AVR as front height, surround height, you'll only get Atmos five point one point two or seven point one point two. Yes. If you do it that way, so the, uh, that's it's it's just so weird. <laughs> it's I haven't so tested weird. surround heights though, so I'm kind of curious. Is is that the intended? Uh, layout does that sound better uh, in any way than having rear heights for oral? I think it just depends uh, on your room. Yes, 
It depends on your room, and uh, you need the, the right distance from your ear to your to your speaker. But uh, the rear height is a is a little trick to get uh, utmost in this layout. Also, I see. So with with front height and rear height, as we always talked about front and rear height. Mm. You get um, RO3D really and Atmos before, or it depends on six speakers uh, in in this way. I guess I just wonder if I'm missing out on something though. Am I missing out by it being rear heights and making that compromise? If I'm always, almost always keeping it on Oro, oh, would it be better question, if yeah. I could? If you know, my room is pretty, uh, I can put them pretty much anywhere. Would it be better if I uh, put side or surround, surround height? Yeah. Would I get a better experience? Um, as, uh, I don't in know. my opinion, find it out. <laughs> 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 Try it's, it. It's, uh, I got uh, on a ladder. I was hoping you were gonna tell me. Uh, that. With the, with the, <laughs> yeah, I um, out the ladder. <laughs> with the higher models of of Denimarans, I re-asked, you can decide uh, surround heights and uh, rear heights in in uh, as a setup. So you can split the signal. Mm -hmm. Then for hour, you get it. You get the, the the signal from from the surround heights and from the for Atmos, you get it from the rear heights. Maybe oh, you can test, can test it like this, but uh, for uh, because um, in my opinion, for the for better hearing experience, put it on the rear height. Ah, all right. Well, I'll just leave it. I'm lazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Chana, what else? What else you got? You have any okay. questions? I feel like I've been taking up. I don't have any questions, but. I'll tell you this. I really hate uh, movie previews now because the preview looks so good and draws me in that I rent the movie and then it sucks. Like, how is this possible? Like, we watched House of Gucci last night and it's a bad sign that at 1.30 in the morning I got to crack open another bottle of champagne just to get through the movie. Like... It was dragging on. I'm like, oh, let's just keep watching it. And then we cracked the bottle of champagne open. Ten minutes go by. Okay, we got to change this. Like, this is... Yeah. And we thought of, like, Jeremy Irons, Al Pacino, um, the guy that plays the Kylo Ren, the, that guy, I forget his no. name, and then Lady Gaga. We're like, oh, this is a good cast. Oh, it's about Gucci, the, you know, fashion design, you know. Yeah. It was slow moving, and then it started getting faster. Like, all of a sudden, like... Like, they have the baby, then the dad dies. Like, it all happened in a span of, like, 30, 40 seconds. I'm like, what, what is happening? Can you speed up this whole story, on? though? This is exactly what I'm talking about. This is exactly yeah, story how is slow it feels. Too. Yeah. Hey, anyway, Aaron. Aaron, I know I Aaron. Not, I, I would not rent that movie. Aaron, you just watched the, the new Batman Adam movie. You, you said you liked it. Adam Driver. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. That's who it is. So you said you liked the, the new I Batman. Did. I haven't I haven't watched it. Michael said that he, was just, he made he kind of gave me the feeling that he didn't like it. I'm usually yeah, I usually like the movies that you recommend. So far, you're you're a hundred percent for everything you've recommended so far. So yeah. I you even showed a picture of you and your pops when he took yeah. you. Can you tell Back us about that? I like I like the Batman. <laughs> do you just like do you just like Batman in general? So you're kind of wow. like it's super dark, man. So I would say this. If anybody was thinking, if you've got like a like a younger kid, maybe like I do, mine's eleven. I was thinking, 
I didn't want to see it by myself. I was like, I'll take her with me. And I thought, well, maybe I won't take her with me because this might be too dark. Because I didn't really know what it was going to be about. I try to stay out of all the spoiler stuff. Huh? Um, so I took my dad with me instead. And we both liked it. But man, I would <laughs> I probably would have had to walk out if I'd taken my kid with me. That would have been too wow. much for her. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm not trying to say it was like rated R, but just she's not at the age where I'm... It's, it's violent. I'll just put oh, it that way. So. I thought you were going to say like it turned into the Joker movie. You know? Mm-mm. It's no, not. it wasn't that bad. Although I will say, I saw Batman in 1989. I was seven. I, I mean, there was some dark stuff in that one too. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I thought that anyway. was a cool photo that you you had up. Yeah, that was cool. I found that not too long ago. So, yeah, man. I thought what's his name did a good job in it. Um, Pat, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, yeah. I thought he did a pretty good job. I was not expecting it to he's be always great. A vampire guy to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twilight, but yeah. he's he's a good actor. I did like he, him from he, Harry did Potter they, when he played Cedric. Did they jack? Oh, yeah, that's right. Did they jack him up? No, did they jack him up? Was did they? You know, like a lot of these actors, all of a sudden, like Christian like, Bale yeah. did. Like all of a sudden, they're oh, all yeah. jacked. I'm like Christian Bale gained. He gained 20 pounds more than he was supposed to for that role, so he had to slim back down. Because he did, what was it, The Machinist before The Dark Knight? And he lost a ton of weight to where he was like bone thin that in The Machinist. his body. And then he put on 100 pounds. They said it was 100 pounds of muscle, which it's never muscle. It's fat and other things that go along yeah. with it. But still, he got huge. They said he gained 20 pounds more than he should have, and he had to slim back down. Damn. Yeah. Crazy yeah. stuff, man. He's, I, I like that guy. Christian Bale is like, that was some of my favorite Batman ones. Yeah. I like I those. Like too. Yeah. So, okay. I agree. All right. Yeah. What is All he? Right. He's 48. Damn. Christian, Christian Bale. Bale is. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Hey, there's a, there was a question I started here yeah. from Mike Ortiz. It's, Joe, I think this is right up your alley. Maybe someone can answer this. I have my mini DSP on smart, on a smart plug. Does it turn off and on or erase the house curve uploaded? Ooh. Oh man, that would be horrible if it did. It doesn't. No, it just, it remembers. So, I actually keep mine. I guess unplugged. I'm messing around with this. Um, this Elac uh, has me doing some training videos for them for this um, surge protector. Mm-hmm, I'm able to turn off everything on there. And what something kind of interesting is, like a lot of the your power amps, your AVR, they take up a pretty decent amount of power even when they're off. Because the thing shows you how many amps, and you can kind of like yeah, what the power draw many... is and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they they take up some power, for sure. So I just turn them all off because I'm not using them. I don't need them to take any power. Um, so yeah, you should be okay. Don't don't worry about that. And it, and and is it like complete utter, um, you know, malarkey that some of these uh, uh, power conditioners say you know improves picture and sound because somebody just posted that like i they they got two new panamax um you know boxes and it's like on the box it's like yeah yeah yeah, picture and sound like is that like complete utter bs because like i didn't get any increased picture sound what do you what do you guys think i mean you know it's kind of funny because these are training videos so they give me a script I read the script, right? And I'm always like, I, sometimes I'm not even really paying too much of attention to like, you know, what is being said, but I'm like, I hope they're not saying some of this stuff because that, that video, it's a, it's a training well, video. Tell said my, my, it'll turn my 1080p to, to 4K with HDR <laughs> just exactly. by using this power strip. <laughs> exactly. No, but you know, the ELAC guys are pretty, pretty legit. They just say, hey, 
something happens, it protects from surges, you know. They I don't, mean, they don't make any claims like do. that. I have to go right. back and watch the video. I'm like, they don't make any claims that it's going to improve anything. It's to protect your equipment, right? So That's Big Jack 79 it. says, yes, ASR tested it. It's BS. So there Well, I don't I don't think he tested this because I think I might. Oh, no, no, not there. that one. But like tested. He, I would imagine he tested, uh, tested something. So yeah. uh, he tested a PS Audio one recently. Oh, PS it's like Audio. thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. supposed Ooh. to do something. And yeah. like it didn't measure very well. Mm. But yeah, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. Uh, I wouldn't worry about that. We can also take some calls too if you want. Yeah. 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 You, you okay with some calls, Stefan? Yes. All right. Cool. So go ahead and put up the number. You have it? Yeah. There it is. Hopefully it's working. You know, sometimes takes a few tries Did to you guys out. oh and somebody asked if I was eating shrimp. Yes, my wife delivered some shrimp cocktail. So let's have a little and snack you can here. ask whatever you want. We'll take it. Mm-hmm. So ask uh put Stefan on the spot. He's our guest. Maybe try to be a little nice to him. So us, you can say whatever you want. Yes. Uh, uh so somebody's asking, can you provide Stefan's YouTube website link in the chat? Uh, maybe I surpre- uh, I'm preparing some some ones this year. Oh. Uh, I'm I'm on my Facebook channel at the moment, but um, maybe this year when when I got the time, I make some uh, YouTube videos. Ah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever you get those links, just send them to me, and then I'll I'll pass them on to the viewers here. That's easy enough. And uh, I try and I try on Tuesday morning for me. To follow your show. Oh. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. 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 Hey, how's it going? Can, uh, can you do me a favor and just turn down your uh, the audio from the from uh, our podcast because I can kind of hear it. There we go. How's that? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. What's Come your on, name? Where are you calling from? My name is Mark. I called about three weeks ago. You guys were helping me out with uh, the comb filtering and the silly idea of putting in two center channel speakers. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were talking about how you may not want to do that unless you use uh, the Oro 3d center height channel would be okay. Exactly. Well, Mm. now I've got the uh, little SBS prime satellite mounted above my screen. Mm -hmm. And I'm not Mm -hmm. sure which channel to hook it up to because I have, all my channels are taken right now with speakers. <laughs> I'm not sure which one I should hook it up to. Which AVR do you have? I have a uh, Denon 8500H. Oh, all right. Well, why do you guys say it like that? <laughs> that's a big one, dude. I haven't even oh, seen that one. Like, that's, I, I didn't. I just heard y'all. Oh, like, oh, I'm sorry. You might as well just bury it. That's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> no, no, oh, no. You guys are this snobs. Thing's, this thing's pretty awesome. Uh, thirteen point two channel. Yeah. So, um, I know from the sixty seven hundred that height three, either the left or the right, is going to be your center height. And then the other one is going to be the Voice of God channel. Uh, he can, so, he can, sorry, he can take a look on the manual. And uh, at the manual, there are all uh, layout uh, uh, signs there on which height speakers or uh, connector the center mm-hmm. he can plug in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I know it's I, it's I, I three left or right. I forget. I forget. But it's probably going to be exactly the same. And then you got to go into the um, you know, into your ampersign and turn on all thirteen channels because I think it'll only power eleven. Is that correct? So I'm not sure. I I know that uh, I have. So you have nine channels yeah. connected in the, in my name okay let's see hold on oh, no. oh it says 13 channel amplifier oh so you should be oh, able to thinking young up or something i don't know got disconnected uh oh mark we got disconnected. Well, you can, buddy. You can still answer his question yeah so it it looks like it looks like it's saying it's 13 channels amplified so you should be fine so height three left i think is the all right you know. i mean Sometimes the manuals are, are kind of tricky to look at, right? So are would bad. it be easier no, it's for really, it's, it's 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 really at Danon, it's really uh, I, in my experience, it's really oh. uh, you have to put a lot of uh, PDF papers, huh. but on one side there's one connection from the layout and one connection for the uh, connection on the back side, and there and there you can find uh, how to connect the uh, the right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, here here i just found it okay so the tops around so the voice of god channel is going to be your height um what is that damn it height right yeah height three right no height three left is going to be your top surround then height three right is going to be your height channel your center height channel so mm. that's what you got to do mark that's where you connect it up your center height is going to be um damn what did i say Height three right, center height is height three right. Uh, tops around or voice of God channel is height three left. And if so you get confused, can't you just like turn it to the right layout and then use the the um you know the test tones that are built into it and just oh yeah yeah you move can check the mouse yeah, move move, yes. move it down to that height channel and then switch it up and whatever, whatever whichever one plays the sound is the right one. Yeah, yeah, it's an easy way. Easy way. The um, eighty-five hundred no Oh man, you guys, there's no shortcut home. So yeah. let's see, let's see, what what kind of processing does this thing have? Is it these guys are saying in the chat they're saying it's fifteen channel? I didn't yes, know that. it's it's yes, it's uh, the um, the big one has a fifteen point one channel processing. Really? And yes, it's it's uh, uh, this uh, this area you can um, running or you can run Arrow Swiss thirteen point one and uh, Atmos thirteen point one in 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 the same way because at 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 Arrow you can drive them with um, uh, tops around or the voice of God and the center height and when you move to to, to the um, to Atmos, Atmos, you have you have a front height, rear height, and the top middle ones. Huh. Oh, okay. And, I see. You, so I'll be considering uh, setting up a center height. In your opinion, how much difference does that make to to add that center height speaker? Um, if you had to side from from top surround to center height, or is it how? Uh, uh, I, I was thinking of uh, you know getting a an AVR where I could use both. So I right now I have Voice oh. of God already, but I was thinking mm -hmm. of adding the center height. Just wondering, you know, have you noticed a big difference moving to that? I mean, I'll probably do it anyway. I'm just kind of curious. 
Uh, it's it's uh, I can that's it's not a big difference or a big 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 more mm. here experience. It's it's um, the additional sound you can say from the from the front heights. Mm. So um, it, it's it's difficult to say because I I'm, I'm I'm looking for the for the audio scene who especially uh, the the center height is um, sounded so very very far very good from, from this area. I see. All right. Let's see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious about that that trend off. So I've never heard trend off. Chana, you've heard it before, right? In that uh, crazy expensive system. Oh, you said? oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was curious. like, dude, there was like 30, 40 people there, you know, 22 foot wide screen, like 13, yeah. 13, 13.6.8. Yeah. Atmos yeah. configuration, like crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, it was awesome, but like, uh, who's got the money and space for all of that? <laughs> Seriously. Well, um, I wanted to know about the remapping, right? Because I was always curious, oh, right. like, does, I wonder how well that really works, right? They they say that you can move speakers around and like, it doesn't really matter almost like where you it's, place something. I'm like, mm, I'm pretty sure it does it, matter. <laughs> it should matter, yeah. Yeah. But but it, it works very good. Um, yeah. I, I listened a, a few hours from the from the Groby Cinema inside. Huh. Uh, they have the the, the big uh, turn off uh, there. Sixty four or whatever. Yes, uh, and um, and a friend of my uh, Yannick, he he moved last year from an eighteen Marans eighteen fifteen to a turn off uh, sixteen um, or turn off altitude sixteen in the right name, and. Um, so with the um, opportunities at the turnoff, you can uh, do a lot more stuff you can expect. Like it's like an for DJ, you have a sixteen-point uh, channel mixer in front of you, and you can decide which speakers I want to hear or not. Hmm. All right. I guess I'll have to check it out one day. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Here we got a question from Mike. Uh, anyone else feel splurging on a multi-channel amp and then getting just a processor instead of an AV receiver the way to go? Unless you want to buy a new AVR every other year. You're always behind. I don't think you need to buy an AVR every other year. A lot of yeah. the changes are mostly like video stuff, right, Chana? Yeah, so when something changes video-wise, then you're going to think about it. But at the same time, now we have eARC. And if you have a TV that eARC is functionally working and you have a new device that you're like the video part doesn't mesh with your AV receiver, boom, stick it directly to the TV. Obviously, you I would assume you have a new TV that can handle all the new fancy stuff and then it eARCs the audio over. Um, but then there are issues. Some people are getting like, you know, um, AV sync issues when they're when they're running uh, that, that kind of a system. But for the most part, I mean, AV receivers, I'd say five years, five yeah. years, maybe six. And then it depends on where you are. Like, you know, a lot of people started off with an Atmos setup and you can get an Atmos receiver for like 400 bucks, which is not that expensive. Yeah. But when you want to get something that's nine channel, now you got to like shell out some cash and you're like getting to like minimum, I think what 1300 now with all the shipping delays, it was like a thousand before, yeah. but now um, a nine channel receiver is going to cost you that much. So when you're talking about um, now, I know Mike 
um, I have external amplifiers that I'm running with um, an AV receiver only because I make sure the AV receivers I buy have pre-outs, mm. right? And since I'm already there, I have 10 channels. I have two five-channel amplifiers. So five plus five, 10. I can run 10 speakers. Yeah, I wouldn't mind trying uh, a pre-pro. So, but but for someone to just jump into it, that's a lot of dough. That's yeah, well, they're more money. expensive, right? So pre-pros yeah. are typically more expensive. Now, I I don't know, uh, you know, a lot of the Denon Morantz stuff, the new stuff has that dedicated preamp mode, which turns off or disconnects the other amplifiers. So it's kind of kind of getting there, that. Yeah. You're kind of getting that. I mean, they're they are RCA only. So if, you know, if you're adamant yeah, if you about using the XLR, light. right? And you know, you got to go pre-pro. Mm -hmm. But the, you know, I think maybe why this question is a little more interesting now is because there are pre-pros that are that you know that 999 dollar price range yeah um what tone winner that one that we can never say um <laughs> the yeah, has yeah. one now here's the the downside i guess if you were to ask me was is they don't have oro which for me i need that i want that it's a deal breaker um, yeah but I don't know how good their uh, room correction is. So that's a huge part for me, right? Yeah. Because to me, yeah. that's really what can get your your speakers, your sound to a different level is having, uh, not that the automatic one needs to be the that, you know the best. If you know what you're doing, if you're buying a pre-pro, maybe you should maybe learn how to do some manual calibration. But I don't know how capable they are at, you know, being able to do what you want to do. You know, I don't know if they have parametric EQ and all that. So that's the thing you have to look out for. I haven't tested any of those other ones. Maybe they have great uh, PEQ settings. Um, but that those are the things I'd worry about is if you need auto calibration, I don't know if they're any good. If you want to do manual calibration, I don't know what they can do. And they don't have oral. So correct. So you would have to step up to something like this, Marantz AV7706, but this thing's Retails for like three thousand dollars. Yeah, it's not a cheap situation. Uh, I'm gonna go put this down before. Uh, I yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I think what I would be worried about also is, um, yes. you know, a lot of these big companies with tons of money are already having issues with HDMI. I'd kind of be, I don't know how those other smaller companies can handle those things, right? If the big companies are having issues, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And there's a second uh, point. Uh, some companies follow the, the white papers from the industries. And uh, some on some AVRs, you can do not a cross-up mix when the, uh, when the uh, sound is not, not good enough. And um, one others, you can uh, change the in, uh, can't change the, uh, the incoming volume and the, the output volumes separately. So at the uh, it's 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 a big feature at the Denon and Marantz AVR. So you can go to the option channel 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 yeah, channel level options like this, and you can directly uh, raise up or move it down one channel. It's mostly the center. Uh, if if the center is too noisy or too too quiet, you you can raise them up, or the sub is too too low, you can raise them up also. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, handy, handy feature, but, but hands down, Joe's magic bean settings. Fantastic. 
fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I just, wait, uh, I just did a, another one recently for a guy. Uh, and yeah. it's interesting because he does, uh, you know, custom installation, custom integrator, whatever CI stands for. Yeah. Custom integrator. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting because he wanted to be able to do a better job for his, his clients. clients. Right. So he's like, uh, why don't you teach me and just do it on my system and then you can take notes. And so he seemed pretty happy with the, the system. So hopefully he's watching right now. If he is, go ahead and, you know, comment, let people know what you think. I wouldn't mind an update since it's been a few days. So, um, yeah, yeah, let me know. I know uh, people Jokes. were asking, um, you know, how I how I like the new Focal setup I have. And, man, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously going to wait a little while. I don't necessarily believe in this whole speaker break-in nonsense. But my wife is watching the TV or the TV's on like, you know, seven to ten hours a day. It's just on. So... I'll I'll wait a few weeks afterward before I give my uh you know get my review going but I'll tell you guys this tell us sounds pretty damn good <laughs> just shh, just don't tell anybody don't tell anybody keep that on the download uh so so you can say the uh, your wife did the playtime for your vocal speakers for you or yeah 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 she's doing all the all the break-in. she and the kid whenever there's some some sort of like fight like uh you know a sporting event you know they're all they're all about it yeah speaker break-in equals placebo I, I mean I don't know some people say it, it's it's a mechanical thing and the woofers need to move some people think your ears need to get used to the speakers. You know, like, which, yeah, I made a video about it. I test, I tested it on some speakers. I, I couldn't even measure a difference. So, I don't know. So yeah, whatever. whatever. But anyway, to appease everybody who has an opinion or doesn't care or whatever, I'll just let them, let my wife do the break-in period. <laughs> and you yeah. know, sometimes like I'll be in the uh, no. I was down here messing with my Mac Mini and trying to get it up and running and all this stuff, and like out of the blue, just poof, this music is just blaring from upstairs. I'm like, I'm like running upstairs. I'm like, what, what's going on? And she's like, Oh, it's, um, you know, the commercial, she started watching a new TV show. The talking is so low. And she turned up the volume a lot. And all of a sudden a commercial came and some like electronic music was just bumping. And I was just like, what, what is going on? What is going on? Hey, uh, Stefan, is it okay yes. if we, we talk about something kind of like a little bit more general, or are you are you yes, only allowed okay. to oral it's, here? It's, it's okay. I'm, because I'm just... if the if the if the guys also have some questions, be yeah. be our guests. Um, so we can talk it to the whole range of music speakers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what else? Yeah. Well, before we go, if there's something that you specifically want to talk about, you know, uh, that we haven't touched on yet, I'll. Of course, you can you can definitely do that. But I just want to yes. kind of ask this because, you know. Usually, usually we, we just talk about all kinds of different things. And something that I've been thinking about lately is uh, something that was brought up in the after show. Speaking of which, quick plug for our after show. Um, let's see here. Yeah, if you want to join our after show, it's patreon.com forward slash daily hi-fi. And we talk about all kinds of stuff. A lot of times it gets even more in-depth than what we talk about here because, yes. you know, a lot of times these guys are like, you know, really into it, really technical. And so we, we get really crazy over here on the podcast. Sometimes we kind of just let's keep it light. Sure, keep it light. We make sure, you know, that everybody is happy. 
All right. So maybe we have some new folks and we don't want to get too deep into stuff. But um, <laughs> I think it was Randy who brought up wide versus narrow directivity. And I was like, oh, man, that's that's a tough one. Right. And that night I, you know, I couldn't sleep. I just started taking all kinds of notes. I'm like, which one is <laughs> which one's correct? What is correct for what situation? And um, the way I kind of do things is I kind of just throw all kinds of ideas into my phone. And then sometimes I'll look at them like, that's just wrong. You know, that's an incorrect. Like, like later that's, you, that's, go, that's, you go look that's, at it. That's dumb. You know, but I just throw all my ideas on here. Sometimes I have a question mark if I'm like, mm, I'm not sure if what I'm saying is true. Right. Because, uh, you know, sometimes you say something, you're like, that's not even true. That's that's actually wrong. That's, that's um, but yeah, it's a good question. You know what we're talking about, right? Like wide directivity versus narrow, a narrow pattern. And which one is better for home theater? Let's just keep it to home theater for now. Um, Aaron, I know you, we've talked about this before. And what, I think I like what you say about it. What is your takeaway? You don't know. Aaron, Aaron has Aaron, Aaron is trying to not say anything this show. That's well, it, you know, it's, it's his fault. It's his fault because there you go. Yeah, there he is. I hope. There he is. <laughs> I'll tell you, I don't even want to talk about this. Honestly, it's your fault. I'll tell you why. Have okay. you, Stefan? Have you seen Aaron's channel yet? Uh, I started no. to watch him. Um, I like yeah. his uh, yeah. his automatic uh, measurement system for speakers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, because it's um, I don't think about seeing it before because uh, it's the right way to measure uh, the speaker or the the, the combination of of tweeter and 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 roofer um, in 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 all um, ages. Or, or ang uh, ages, angles, uh, angles. Yeah. angles. Uh, don't worry, I don't know how to say anything in German, so yeah, you're, uh, you're doing a pretty darn good job. You. you know that that's a German product, right? Yes, yeah, uh, um, that's I, just... I googled it and then I said, Oh, it's 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 They're a German Dresden. product, yeah, yes, yeah. So I don't know how far you are from there. Uh, um, that's well, about 300 kilometers from here. Oh, okay. Yeah, not bad. Are you and, you, you a are are you an engineer by any chance? No, I'm a, a certified technical engineer uh, oh. in this case, and uh, audio is my my hobby, you can say. And cool, um, and I if um, often I work on different places, and I have to drive a long time, and so uh, I uh, the first thing when 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 I buy a car, on the next week I change the, the sound system in the car, <laughs> yeah. so I I can drive with, with my with my way of speakers uh, through Germany and um, and listen to the music what I want. Mm. Yeah, I hear yeah. you, man. So what do you use in your car? Uh, what did you upgrade moment, to? <laughs> uh, I go to focal speakers. Uh, okay. The last one, uh, the last one, You're I had a, a German, a German uh, speaker system, mm -hmm. and uh, now I have a Japanese car, and I changed to the Focal. Uh, it's it's a six point five um, uh, combo system inside, okay. 
and but it's it's the same issue as at, at the room you have to do a lot more uh, yeah. uh, indoor acoustic you can say tuning yeah. or tuning uh, yeah. to get the um, the right um, ray of sound from the car yeah so I'm a car audio nut like that's what I that's what I first got into so yeah when you talk about that I'm right there with you man that's cool and yeah, and I'm with the and with a good DSP inside, you can you can drive. Uh, yeah. So, what DSP do you use? Uh, it's also a German one. It's, uh, Helix. it's called from Helix. Yes. Yeah. I got the the uh, the second edition from yeah. the um, it's uh, the guy says what is it? Their DSP Pro. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I've had that um, one a few different times actually. Yeah. And because the the um, um, the DSP, um, it's it, it's work. You can say it's yeah. it's it don't fall out. It's work when 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 the when the voltage is is enough there, it runs on yeah. on, on every temperature. It's it's thirty degrees outside, forty degrees outside, or twenty degrees minus. Uh, it's work. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, I've, and so, I've owned that one a few different times, and I love it. That's a great. Yes. If I didn't have so right now, I've got a mini DSP. And the reason I'm using that in my car is because it has direct live. But okay. if I weren't running direct live in it, then I would go back to the Helix. Or and I have a couple of buddies who have some money. They've got the Brax, you know. So that's oh. that's Helix. That's a step up. Like that's going yes. from like a a Toyota to a, a Lexus or something like that, you know. But that's that's they did a really good job. And the great thing that I liked about Helix was that so Julian Fisher, um, I guess he's the the owner or one yes. of the head guys there, every time that I had a suggestion, so for example, I emailed them and asked about them providing users a bit more flexibility in the uh, high and low shell filters because they were they could only go down to a certain frequency, I think like 3K or something initially. So I asked them if they could bring that down. So then they brought that down to 20 hertz so I could make adjustments on different shelving filters more freely. And they did that. They did like two or three other things, and all it took was an email. And they were like, "Yeah, we'll implement that," and boom, it's done. So that's, yes. that's rare to find, and it's great when you do find it. And it's great to support companies who who are like that. It's it's uh, it's always a good way when the when the company uh, produces uh, its its owner of the product and owner of the software in, yeah. in one house or in one yeah. company. So they can close or they can fix uh, problems or issues very fast. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know how, how they, uh, in this five years, they changed, I think, five or six times the software on, on a big issue for free. Yeah. Yeah. They just update it and you go download it and that's it. Yes. Yeah. They really do make a great product. They, I think they probably make the best car audio DSP there is right now. Yes. For sure. And they've been doing it for... I was running their DS before they went to the DSP Pro. They had like way back when they had the PDSP, right? And then they had the CDSP, which is like their higher end. And they dropped both of those and they went to the DSP and then they had the DSP Pro. So I've been running that stuff since like 2011 or so. Yes. I mean, it's been a while, but they're a great company. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, sidetrack. I, mean, I was just curious. No. You talk car audio. I'm like, let's yeah, go, man. Good. Well, see what I'm saying? See, like, we've got engineers and and, and they like Oro, so must be something there. <laughs> we got we got smart You got, folks you got here. the DJ. He likes Oro. No. Yeah. <laughs> we and you got, got me 
And I like 5.1. Like <laughs> well, 5.2. Yeah, so, I got 5.2. I got to give myself credit for that extra subwoofer. Chenna, mm. uh, uh, I got a question. Um, did yeah. you try to make a DJ session with uh, with the Owls 3D mixer? Or you no. put your... No, no, I have not tried any. I, I don't even know where to begin with that. I mean, I would I would try to start... Well, I'm working on like five new songs right now. So I was I was going to take like one of those and stem it all out and then and then pop it in to see, you know, what I how I can make it like Aura 3D or even Atmos. I'm going to try and try them both make it uh, to see what's up. I know I know Wilfried. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll send you the code for the Aura. Yeah. I guess the plugin or something like that. Yeah. Yes. It's a plugin for the it's the software so you can. Put your sounds what you like in any direction. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's there. There's a whole lot of stuff going on. You know, I just started walking again like a month ago. So like yeah. this whole studio is a complete. Well, it's still a complete yeah. mess, but uh, <laughs> but it's getting better. I'm cleaning it up because I just had everything at at arm's reach, so I could do live streams and just bring up equipment. So you can imagine there's junk all over the ground here. So <laughs> finally, getting that. Um, getting that situated and then the new tvs are starting to come out or or mm. they're being planned like sony's got their new plan and you know i like that oled tv but they got sony's got that new qd oled coming out it's only a 55 or 65 inch sign but i do want to get one of those in so yeah i gotta and I, i'm gonna clean up so i can get um you know the um oro slash atmos production studio in full effect so for sure so yeah yeah a lot uh, going so on. Earlier, we were talking about German engineering, and uh, I know that Porsche has Oro in it. Have you gotten a chance to hear that one? No, unfortunately, no. no. Uh, because the, the cars are not very cheap at these times, <laughs> but uh, I got not a chance. Uh, when when I got the chance, maybe go to uh, to Wilfried or anything else. Yeah. Uh, maybe I try it if, if time or is a I try it. Yeah, I'm a fan of German engineering, but yeah, that gas mileage probably not not so good. I had a, a M3 and I took it to the track and I I looked at the miles per gallon. You know, it says right there. It said two miles per gallon. <laughs> oh man, yeah. and that's a, the expensive gas too. That was a V8, wasn't it? No, it was a twin turbo. Oh, uh, inline six. Mm. Here's another germ. My new toy. You know this one. You know this one, it's, Stefan? It's it's a Leica camera. Yeah. Yeah. German engineering. <laughs> cool. Right yeah. there, made in Good. made in Germany. Good. Um, my favorite new toy. I you know it's funny you say that because like I, you know I got these you know Focal speakers. I'm like, oh, it's French. Got yes. It. Got a fr got French speakers, and then like I just moved. So like I moved from a standard uh, direct radiating speaker like. From my PAs, I moved from the QSE to the RCF, and RCF is made in Italy. So I'm like, oh, my home system's French, my DJ system's Italian. Like, <laughs> it's so cool. And you're my my, my car is German. Like, it's great. I love it. And your headphones are Japan. Yes, headphones are Japan. And so yeah. the Marantz, the Marantz uh, Pre Pro, right? <laughs> I'm, with, I'm with Rob E right here. I do need a GT. I, how about a GT3 RS? Yeah. 
you it, it will smoke my slow Audi. I have an SUV. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, oh. that's funny. Uh, Aaron, maybe you can you can ask the the owner of from from Helix. Maybe she can we can bring Wilfried and Helix together to put our 3D in the DSP. Do that, and... please. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I don't have that kind of pool anymore, but I can shoot an email and just I'll I'll, I'll have Joe do it. Joe, you type up the email and I'll send it to Julian. <laughs> He'll sign and then I'll it. say, this is a friend of mine and he he's obsessed with Oro 3D. Let him down gently. <laughs> you know what the problem will be, though, is like, I think Wilfred was saying that the height speakers can't be small. They still have to be so, you know, they can't be like, he. I think he tries just like some tweeters up there to see if that would be enough. And like, no, nope. you're yep. going to have to have like a two story bus with a, yeah. with a floor dropped out of the top of it. Yeah. Yeah, what are you gonna do with for a voice of God? How are you gonna install that? They seem coming out of your, your roof. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm interested in yes. that. I'm I mean, I think it's actually a good place for that sort of thing. I don't know. I would have to first I would have to hear the Porsche to see if it actually sounds good because they, you know, they did the full implementation. If it doesn't sound good in there, then yeah. It it, it needs to sound good in there first. And then we'll and then I'll send the email. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, you can put a lot of speakers into a car, right? Yeah, but height speakers? How you, where are you going to put those? You have I to, mean, clearly the in the roof. You got to make a pod coming up. Watch your head. Watch your head coming in. Hey, man, I did the stuff like that for years. Don't put your foot through that speaker in the floor. <laughs> Cut so, out my firewall. All right. So in car audio, have you ever seen somebody do height speakers? Yeah. Well, no, really? no, like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about like, so uh, I guess like this. Hold on. all kinds of speakers everywhere, but like install. Yeah, no, I've seen people put them physically high, but having height speakers in, in the sense of like how the audio is, is generated for them. No. Mm. So, like I've seen people take differential rear fill signal and send that to back speakers that are placed up high. Okay. I've seen that. Yeah. Well, you know, this kind of gets back to what the, the question you're trying to avoid. Don't try to don't try to leave now, Aaron. I see you. Hands <laughs> up. Hands up. I <laughs> God. <laughs> well, it, it comes back to this like when it comes to um wide versus narrow directivity. I think I think most people like wider directivity speakers, mm -hmm. right? Um and I think narrow is probably going to be like a more specific case. And I actually reached out to Sean Olive last week about that. I said, hey, do you have any papers or any research that would, would answer that question for me, right? So he sent me a white paper, and I haven't had time to sit down and look at it because Tom is not on my side lately. Uh, but I do plan to look at it. But he did say anecdotally that he too prefers wider radiation speakers. So just for what it's worth. So you, you so you pretend like you're not interested in the question, but you asked Sean Olive. He gave you a white paper and like you know. So you're trying to find yeah. the answer to this too. Oh yeah, like I want to know because generally speaking, it seems like most people prefer wide radiation, but I want to know if there's been actually any studies that done done on it and with different, not necessarily playback methods, but you know, just trying specific things. You know, because there's always caveats. Like I like this, but. Right. So what are the buts? So how about this? So generally speaking, 
um, what would be a wide radiation pattern? Like if I were to just, if I didn't know about speakers and I looked at speakers, like which one would you look at and say, that one probably has a right. wide pattern? So that's, that's a good question. That's something else I would like to find personally. And I say this in my videos when I talk about this stuff. I say, personally, I, I say that like plus or minus 50 and above would be wider and then narrower would be more narrow. Right. So that's, and that's like the negative six dB point. So like as the sound is trailing off at about six dB and going lower in volume, where is that radiation pattern at? Right. And then the other thing too is a lot of speakers just aren't um, constant directivity. Right. Mm -hmm. So they don't maintain that same pattern throughout as they're firing off into the room. So at some frequencies, they may have narrow radiation pattern and at other frequencies, they may have wide radiation pattern. Right. Mm -hmm. And then that influences what you hear in the room. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of little things in here when we start talking about wide versus narrow radiation. Uh Croson, let me see. What if your narrow dispersion covers your listening position if they're angled properly to cover this? Right. And that's fine. But so the thing is, it's not so much and and for what it's worth, nearly every speaker that I listen to or I review, I'm always talking about on axis. So the speaker will be aimed at you. I rarely, if ever, well, I rarely tow speakers out away from you. And and usually when I do that, it's wave-guided speakers or coaxial speakers where they're designed to be towed out at least like 10 to 15 degrees, give or take. Most of the speakers I use are aimed toward the listener. Uh, there's the time intensity trading where people will take wave-guided speakers and they'll crossfire them. So the left speaker fires at the right listener and vice versa, you know, for a multi-seat kind of home theater type setup. So there's that aspect, you know, do you want a narrow radiation speaker for that? And then the other thing is, a narrow radiation speaker is going to have less room interaction, right? So let's let's first of all assume that the speakers that we're talking about have good controlled directivity. So there's no aberrations in their off-axis response and that whatever they're firing to you is going out off-axis in the same manner. Because that's important to understand. When you have difference between what's going out into the room versus what's coming at you, as far as like the total balance, then things go up in the air quickly. Uh, so with the assumption that the tonal balance is the same roughly between on-axis and off-axis, then the less room interaction you have, and this is anecdotal, um, the more focus that you're probably going to have with the images and the soundstage. But the soundstage may not be as wide, as vast, possibly not quite as deep. Uh, and that kind of plays into the room interaction as well, right? Because you can imagine that if you've got a lot of reflections going off a wall and coming at you, there's a little bit of time smearing, uh, a little bit of tamper smearing a little bit. Uh, but if you don't have much, if you just have like a laser flashlight shining right at you and nothing is going off the walls and bouncing off, then all you're going to hear is that focused image. So there's that's why I say this isn't really something we can kind of roll it up and try to roll it up, I guess, and put it in a little you know, bow. Mm -hmm. But it's not really something that you can just say, without a doubt, this is this is that thing, right? That's why you need on-axis data and you need off-axis data, vertical and horizontal, to understand the energy that's being spread out into the room. And then that gives you a better idea of how you need to aim the speaker or what kind of coverage pattern is going to work best because you might have just you and the prompt spot and you don't care about anybody else. Yeah. Or you've got multiple people sitting side by side multiple people sitting behind you in a home theater type setup, and you may want a more wide distribution sound, you know? So it's, it's, it's those kind of things that go into understanding the data and figuring out what works best for us.
So this is more of a thought experiment, more more than anything. Because like a lot of the stuff that I was writing down, believe me, like I think a lot of the stuff that I wrote down, half of it I'm like, nah, that's that's not true, right? So call me out if I say something that's not true, Stefan. You know, feel free, definitely, because I, I don't know what's correct here. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that Aaron is saying for sure is correct. Um, but one thing I was thinking about is let's say with car audio, just as an extreme example, even if you have it dialed in perfectly, how much externalization do you get from the sound? Like, can you have your car audio system set up so well that it sounds, you know, as wide as your home theater, or is it constrained to your car? Because if that's the case, if it's constrained to, you know, the size of your vehicle, then you could say the same thing can happen for your home theater, right? So you may the the size and uh, uh, and scale of the sound is limited to the size of your theater for the most part, just because I mean I think our brains are pretty good at judging the size of the room, right? I mean a lot of these things are are meant to trick your brain into thinking uh-huh. that it's all you're in a huge space, but I don't know how I don't know if I've ever felt like oh man I'm I'm really outdoors, you know? I think it. It gives you the effect of that, but it kind of got me thinking about um, the person who, mixing, right? Are because here's the thing: if you had a perfectly dead room, let's say it's anechoic, right? No reflections whatsoever. Um, then it seems to me that the best would be a binaural recording, right? If it was recorded for binaural, right? So no interaction. We're saying no interaction with the room. All you hear, you you have two ears and you're just feeding the ears a direct signal, right? And without any room interaction and all of the externalization is coming from the recording itself. And the reason why that makes a lot of sense is because, um, you know, it's hard to get internalization. If you have speakers outside of you, sound doesn't really get closer to you. It can only be as far out as the other speakers. It can't, can't get closer. So if if you're uh, listening through headphones, to me, that's the closest you can get to, you know, a real sound. So um, what can we do if we want to use speakers and not headphones? Then you have to deaden your room and make it as like an anechoic ch- chamber. But in that case, the best possible situation that are the closest to binaural would be having two speakers right next to your ears. Right. The more speakers that you would add, the less good the effect would be. Right. Yeah, it depends. It it depends on uh, yeah, the first sentence you can say the room makes the music, and uh, depends on the size on the room you you sh- you have to choose or should choose the the size of the speakers mm-hmm. at first. So um, and when you go to I can say from to four speakers or five speakers six or what else mm-hmm. you should. Take um, sometimes uh, it's better to work with more subwoofers than with uh, um, the floor stands. So you should take for um, for the right room or for the good room maybe four or six or seven uh, bookshelf speakers and maybe two or four subwoofers. So so you can be better. You can better sound from from the front and around you because. All components have the right uh, or have the same um, the same parts and the same crossovers and anything else. Mm. 
And with a little bit uh, or with, with a little bit uh, room acoustics, depends on the room, um, you can find your own sound. And when the uh, when uh, when you got the room with a with a perfect uh, room acoustic, or it's the room is dead for mm. for, for acoustic, uh, you can hear what the mixer is done if if or if it's done its homework for mixing or not. So you 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 can hear directly. If a, if a mix is good or not good or bad, mm. so that's that's my experience. So we uh, we we find it out on the Blu-ray from uh, from Hans Zimmer, uh, live in Prague, and uh, and sometimes the bass is very is not uh, directly powerful. It's very uh, can say uh, I can say like fluffy. It's 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 not punchy enough, not directly, and and sometimes I think uh, if the if the mixer was not live on the concert there because I am um, and I and many other guests was live on the concert and he put a lot of uh, subwoofers in in a concert hall and a lot of bass there. If you if you listen to the to the Batman uh, medley. Maybe um, after one minute, he put a lot of uh, 20 and 30 hertz in the bass, mm. and uh, you you can hear if the if the um, at this case the the sometimes the the bass is not good mixed in this case. Oh, you too you much can hear it. Muddy. Yes, muddy. It's that's it's that's the found I'm look, uh, the word I'm looking for. It's, it's sometimes it's, it sounds like muddy, well, but it's it's the but but at the concert uh, at the concert, it was perfect, and on the second concert I was it's with, with, with the with the same guys. Um, the concert hall was most the best because yeah. uh, they have some platforms to to put it out for for sport events, but there was there was not good for for music events because the the platforms are. Moving like this with the bass, and that's not sound uh, feel good and, and sound good. Yeah, I'm just looking at. Uh, you should see. You should see my notes. With this. <laughs> okay. If you have some questions, it keeps going. So, okay. So here's a question: Do you think the yeah. person, the person who mixed for this movie? Do they want you to be able to tell? Well, I think this is pretty obvious. They want you to be able to tell where the sound is coming from, right? Obviously, like it, it's supposed to sound like it's coming from this direction. Which, what type of speaker, narrow or wide, is better at uh, a focused, um, I guess, more accurate or more pinpoint accuracy as far as, oh, that's where the sound's coming coming from over there. Is one better or worse than the other? I guess it's It's the same sentence. It it, it depends on uh, for for five point or seven point um, uh, speaker system. Sometimes it's better. It's if it's narrow enough or, or wide enough. You can you can say because uh, every room for the customer is different, and they put it sometimes. Uh, we have we have meters in German uh, in Europe. Uh, we have two meters along, or three meters along, or four. Uh, and there's better if the is, is sometimes the speaker is is uh, has a very wide range for for the tweeter. 
And for some, um, can I say, some stereo music listeners, it can be better if combination maybe from from wide range to narrow range. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're we're still trying to figure it out. That's why I thought it was interesting. You so, know, uh, we don't know that when. I think we have some ideas when uh, one type is better, right, than others. You know, if you have a, a very reflective room, you may want, you know, like Aaron was saying. Um, of course, if, if you have lots of seats, you know, you have to take those into consideration because a lot yes. of times in these theaters. So there are definitely lots of considerations. I think it's something that needs to be explored a little bit more so that so, so that people can understand, OK, these are the right ones for my situation specifically. And it would be great if we said, you know what, this is the, the amount of degrees that I should probably have. I think if we can get down to that level, I think it'd be more useful to people. I think it's interesting to think about the pro audio world, like concert venues, stadiums, oh, yeah. things like that. Because if you go and look at the specs for pro audio stuff, it's there. You know, you pull up a spec sheet and it says, here's the radiation pattern. It's, you know, within this and this, and it's a conical shape, right? Or it's a rectangular shape or whatever. And they tell you the SPL, they tell you all the stuff because... If you're setting up a venue like that, you have to know. But the home audio side is like, it's like they're in the dark ages compared to pro audio, right? Yeah. The, in the spec sheet, it's like you will hear butterflies and angels. That's it. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's nothing, the spec sheet, it's like sensitivity there. is this, it's this minimum or it's this impedance. And it's like, well, really, it's it's lower than that. But, you know, these are all a bunch of superfluous Nominal things. Nominal impedance. That, yeah. They, they don't really help. You just but take, like, take, take your pick. Two ohm, four ohm, six ohm, eight ohm, whatever. Right. But but the pro audio world will say, here's the radiation pattern. And that matters because if you, and I've talked to people who do this for a living and they tell me, yeah, when we go shopping for a speaker for a venue or for a stage or for something that, you know, we're, we're wanting to rebuild, we know the size of the crowd that we need to get to, right? Mm -hmm. And we know where the speaker is and it's basic geometry. At that point, we need plus or minus 60 degrees in order to reach the majority of the crowd. So that's what they go for. Uh, but in home audio, it's not, we don't have that spec. Now, I understand that, and I'm not conflating the two, right? I understand that the purpose is completely different. Uh, but I still think it's useful to have that kind of information for the home audio person and then maybe go to the next step and explain to them why they would want it. Now, my, my whole thing about home audio, not necessarily home theater, I've always thought that omnidirectional is better, right? And I, and I just, and this is purely a thought train here. So just go with me for a second. But I've always thought that if you record a sound in space, then you should be able to play back that sound in space. And the speaker should, should not impart any kind of directionality to it and no timbre change to it or anything. It's basically like it's omnidirectional into space. So that's kind of how I think about it. But then there are issues with speakers that are true open baffle that are like omnidirectional. They're not True omnidirectional, most of them are dipole, so they have a suck out at the sides. Um, the ones that are true omnidirectional are very expensive, something like the Bell Lab 90. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. some of that stuff is very expensive because you got to pay for a lot of DSP properties or uh, processing and a lot of drivers to achieve all of that. So it's a different ball game. Um, but when it comes to home theater, yeah, I mean, I would, I would still think that you would want closer to omni. But I don't know if that's what you know. want, right? I you know, yeah. so, I just don't know. It, it, it all depends on the purpose. You were talking purpose, about. Oh, yeah. go ahead, Shauna. Sorry, I said it's it's all about purpose. 
right? What what right. are you trying to achieve? How much? And and for you know, and and exactly what you were saying with pro audio, it's how much, really, how much volume can these things put out, and what is it going to be like thirty feet away, forty feet away? Right. You know, am I going to need another stack of speakers? Am I going to need another line array over here? You know, right. they they already know most of that. So um so. You know, here in a home theater, it's just like, man, it's like, I mean, look, I look at my shit. I'm like, this is fucking overkill for my living room. Yes. <laughs> <Right. laughs> you know, I see, like, I, dude, I see subwoofers and people set up like on Facebook in the Facebook groups that we're part oh, of. Oh, yeah. Like, what they'll have doing? little baby center channels and they'll have like three or four huge 18 inch subwoofers. And I'm like, <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. And they're all placed right up front. Like, if you're going to yeah. do it, at least spread them out, spread mm -hmm. out the energy. I know. Well, sorry. In, in pro audio, they call, they talk a lot about uh, coverage. Like yeah, they want to make sure they have enough coverage for right for the size of the the venue, the venue and yeah. you know who whoever's in the audience. I mean, they got that down to science. Um, yeah, I don't know. You were saying Omni would be optimal for two channel, right? Well, and I, I'll say so. The other thing too here is that Siegfried Linkwitz, his designs like mm -hmm. the uh, oh god, I just I'm LX. LX, yeah, yeah. So that's supposed to be more of an omnidirectional type speaker, uh -huh. right? I don't, I don't think it's true omnidirectional, uh, even though I think that design does also have tweeters facing the rear. So I think that's more like a dipole. Somebody can mm -hmm. tell me if I'm wrong. I'm not too familiar with that design. We'll, we'll get into that because I got some some guys in the Discord group that have made those. So they're gonna okay. They're yeah, no. I've wanted to play around with that. Um, you know what? That's actually, this is a really good conversation that I would like to know more about. So I'm actually taking a note to email some people, um, some engineer types who see if they'd be willing to come on here and talk about that a little bit. Well, these guys that I talked to, they are engineers. They're like, they're engineers. So what well, I guess I mean, like the dudes who do this for a living. Oh, like, okay. Uh, for a living. Like yeah, the yeah. Yeah, design job. speakers and stuff like that. So um, I'll try to remember to do that. So I guess to me, it's more like um, when it comes to stereo, is the question is does the person create is the person who's creating the music do they have it in mind that you, they want the speakers to interact with your room are they taking that into no. account no if they're not no, 100 they are not all right so if they're not then it seems to me that the best sound that you can get is one with the least amount of room interaction because it's the most direct sound i guess Right? So, so the least so, amount of well, no. room. So that's kind of the purpose of the spinorama, though, is to help define what's going on off-axis. Like that's what Floyd Tool's work was really based on. Well, I won't say really based on. He did a lot of stuff, but that's what I think people really know him for in our community is for his mm -hmm. efforts in like spinorama, defining on versus off-axis and, and understanding what's sent out into the room. So you mm -hmm. can, you know, have a better speaker overall, right? Because if you have crap off-axis response and it doesn't sound nearly the same as on-axis, then it's going to be a bad speaker and or you'll at least want some absorption at that first reflection point, right? To capture anything going off-axis so it doesn't come back at you. Uh, but that's mm -hmm. that's a different topic. So there are some companies who design with a room in mind, but yeah, there's certainly companies that are you're just hoping for the best, you know? <laughs> like, oh, well, and I say hoping for the best, probably hoping that customers are tricked into believing it's a good design or they just don't know better because that happens a lot in our community. You know, people will hear a speaker and it's the greatest thing they've ever heard because they don't really have anything to reference that to, you know? Mm -hmm. And then you find out like a couple of years later, they have the opportunity to get something maybe that's a little bit better that most people recommend. And they're like, oh yeah, that other speaker was garbage. Well, I guess what I have to look at these guys who are mixing and mastering, right? They usually yeah. have some near field speakers or headphones 
And so I have to assume that that's they optimize for that situation, right? They're not yeah. using omni omnidirectional speakers. So wouldn't they optimize it for their sound that they're getting? Or are they thinking like, oh, maybe somebody's using some MBL speakers, so I got to make it sound good for them. I don't think so. Uh, I think they're no, trying yeah. to make it sound as good so as possible for I their I agree with Chana. Yeah, I agree with Chana. I don't space, think people I do think. that. What's that? The good ones do, but... Uh, I think I think it's both ways because um, it depends on the... Uh, uh, let's them call sound creators. Uh, they have to do a mix with their um, system they have. Mm -hmm. And they have to do like in um, more people's uh, are, her, um, are listening music with, with, with Bluetooth speakers at kinds, and they and they find out how sounds them the music or the mix with these small speakers. Yeah. So uh, so sometimes they put uh, the mix is not uh, how can I say it's good, but um, they make it good also for huge speak uh, for 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 a big range of speakers and for small range of speakers also. Yeah. There's um so. there's actually some mastering engineers that will deliver um, an iTunes. And a Spotify mix of your track, and then along with the CD quality, and then the full like whatever wave. Yes. Um, so you'll get delivery. Um, you get multiple files delivered, and so when like when I you know do a self release on a song, you know I have I have to upload multiple different uh, versions, um, because like my digital delivery system goes to like whatever three hundred digital outlets. So my music is on Tidal, Kobas spotify you know and that and they're taking from that one file but whatever is going to beatport is the wave file or the aiff file because they want the high 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 quality so different yes. digital outlets have different file requirements from whatever artist or whatever um but another thing that um to kind of go to your question joe you know i got this dude who's you know kind of helping me you know tighten up my production to make it sound more professional and he's just like okay your bass sounds great we need to split it up mm. we need to split it up we need to make a sub bass same exact layer octave lower same exact layer octave higher we want a mid bass we want a high bass a mid bass and a sub bass and then we're gonna you know process them separately and then we're gonna process them together because we want because it's like dance music right so that we want a wall of sound we want every frequency range covered and each melody line, if you have two melody lines, we have to, you know, EQ. So they're not sitting right on top of each other, but more kind of like, you know, kind of next to each other, mm. you know, kind of thing. So it takes up all the frequency range. So they're not concerned about what you're listening to the speakers, to the music on, what speakers mm. you're listening on. They're trying to make it sound as full as possible. And it's funny because we say they, I mean, that's you sometimes, right? You're the yeah, one who's no, making that's the music. Me. So yeah, yeah. when yes. you're creating music, you're just trying to make it sound good for you. And you're not taking the... I'm, I'm, I want to make the, the you know, whatever the melodic uh, lyric content, I want to make that true to me. But then there's the whole production side of like, it's got to sound good. Like just like, not just not like you like the music, but it's it just has to sound pleasing, right? You can't and balance. Pleasing, balanced, sounding full, so that whatever the situation is, if you're listening on Spotify, it's going to sound good. If you're listening on your home system, it's going to sound good. And you're listening in, you know, mm. 
$50 earbuds, <laughs> you know, um, I do know this one guy who's like this Grammy nominated mixing engineer and he does a lot of K-pop and you should see, he's like, dude, they don't want any bass at all. Cause everybody's just listening on their cell phones. Yeah. So like his, his like line, you know, like if we were to draw like a frequency response, Joe, you know, it's kind of yeah. like this, this is kind of what you want, right? Your house curve. Yeah. There's this kind of like, Joop. yeah, like there's just no bass. And he's like, he's like, it's the weirdest thing, but there's there that this is how they want their music mixed. So it's always, it, it yeah. just always depends. You know, I think I'm going to have to go back on, not go back on what I said, but kind of add to it. Right. So I think what I was saying is if you wanted to get the most accurate reproduction of what the mixing and mastering engineer intended, of course, you'd have the same speakers as them. You'd, your room would you'd be, be in the same theirs, room and have the same you know, treatments. Yeah. The same distance from them. You've had all the same equipment. That's going to give you the most accurate response, right? But um, yes. I think about it though, right? Chana, you're a video guy, right? What do they? What do they um, make movies on? Like, what? Do, what kind of screen do they master on? Um, some sometimes it's an OLED. Like but what is that those, that like, Sony one that you're talking that super expensive? Oh, the Sony, Sony BVM 3000 or something like that. Okay, what's, what's, what size yeah. is that thing? It is like a, I think it's like a 24 inch, 27 inch, 27, right? Yeah, so I think maybe that's the same situation where they optimize for this small screen. They didn't, yeah. they didn't mix and master at a theater, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, but, they, they're, they're not mastering on an 83-inch OLED. It's, right, it's a right. tiny little thing, right, that they're doing all their, like, they're doing the Dolby Vision, they're doing the HDR, they're doing the color grading, all on this 27-inch screen, yeah. So maybe that's just kind of the same thing with audio, though, right? They mix near field, but if you put it in a big room, you may like, I mean, for me, would I rather watch a movie on that same bvm sony monitor or in a movie theater that is maybe less accurate for whatever reason but huge i, I think I'd, I'd rather watch it in a movie theater so maybe that's the same thing that's happening with us when we listen to uh you know whatever um whatever mix we Chenna. want we want it in a in a bigger space right yeah yeah Chenna, you got this record uh i don't know hold on There's so many <laughs> you got so much stuff here uh, <laughs> ow and you got it twice, and and I think I think you got a twice one. You can send, you can send one one unit to Joe, because uh, these are uh, also um, um, sound mixers, and they put a lot of sounds in it uh, on on the disc, and and with with a lot of bass. Oh, okay. I, I'm always okay so with bass. If I try, not to, a... I try not to get anything from from Oro from the Oro guys because then I can always say they never gave me anything. <laughs> I like it. Drive. And they've never drive given to me Jenna, anything. You have some some stuff. Which one is it? Is it this uh, symbol? Sound? Symbol. 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 Polarity. Oh man. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know how I was just I, saying. Oh, I, I can't wait to see passengers on. Yes. Oh, symbol. Here it is. Here's symbol. Yes. You want this one? Yes. This one. I need to send this one to Joe. Okay. Send yes. it to Paul. Send it to Paul. Okay. Yeah. You so that? you know, you know how I was saying, uh, you know, we they usually mix, uh, you know, and, on these small. And then I just remembered, I just remembered, uh, Wilfried in the oratorium, right, with the mixing board in this big old theater. theater Remember that, yeah. Shana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in the middle of yeah. a theater, and the mixing board's right there. So, 
forget it. Anything I just said. <laughs> oh right, right, right. <laughs> well, you know, I mean that that's just one studio, you know. So like you yes. look at it, um, you know, who's doing a, a lot of the Hollywood stuff? There, a lot of them are are um, you know, private contractors. You know, they're not necessarily in a studio. They're probably in a home studio, uh, doing a seven point one point four Atmos mix. You know, um, so it, I guess it just all depends. It all depends. And uh, it's it's the next guy. We uh, if you talk to it's it's um, they make some music at home. Uh, he he the guy he's called Max Cooper. Maybe you you know some or read something about him. He's also a DJ. Yes, Max Cooper. Hold on a second. I think I might have some of his stuff on my playlist. And uh, he make a one um, or. The second uh, record uh, came in the next time. He make a great um, pure audio disc also with uh, ambience, it's called, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the best uh, Dolby Atmos mix on there. It's it's the same level like like uh, Dear Future Self. Um, and these guys okay. takes it takes this time to mix or uh, to to find or to take the mix for for a great Atmos mix. So it's it's oh, wow. it's. It's, I do have uh, some I think, stuff. Max Cooper, I, and it's the album is called 3D Reworks, or something like that. Is, yes, it's it's it maybe has like a, a triangle one. on the. Yes, that's a yeah. I have like four test tracks that I use from that album. Sound really awesome. And and that's and that's the next reason um, because the music industry should take uh, or give the, the engineers. Uh, a little bit more time to create a, a good mix because uh, Shana said uh, um, uh, said it. So they have the same the same track and they have to make uh, four or five versions for each platform, or you can say, or streaming platform, you can say. And it's the same on the 3D sound because on on Dolby Atmos you can create a, a, a sound object and you can decide what the sound objects uh, are doing. It's it's running from from front to left or above you or, or something like this. Mm -hmm. So and you can put I think 100 uh, sound objects in one track. So it's it's a lot of of work there to put them in in the right direction. Right. And it's and it's one reason to if you got take the uh, the chance to um, uh, to get a trim off, you can see the sound object as a ball. So uh, and and there you can see what the what the sound mixer is making with this sound objects and and how many sound balls are there, right? So uh, yeah, and in this combination, the engineers maybe it's 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 one lesson from the show should take their time to maybe to create under the um, under different parameters to take a good uh, or. or to create a good mix for cha two-channel or 3D-channel music or sound or anything else, right. it's the same. Uh, it's the same with the with the rides because uh, I sent uh, China passengers on on the Blu-ray. You yeah, there is the, it's only on on the European or some European countries get the film with our 3D on only on Blu-ray. Mm -hmm. It's the same issue with with Blade Runner twenty four nine. Um, only one country gets the hour mix. This movie has an hour 3D mix, and wow. Sony can make a lot of more money 
if they make an or if they create a special edition for the European or American market with 4K, one side Aros 3D and one side Atmos. Mm, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, I bought I bought a ton of discs and like the last one, like it had two Blu-ray discs in it and the 4K disc. Like, do we really need all of this? <laughs> I paid 30 bucks. Do I need all this? I'm only going to rip my 4K movie. Um, but it doesn't make it. Does, you're right. It doesn't make any sense. If they're putting all those discs in there, why can't they just put like one of them's the Blu-ray movie one of them's the blu-ray special features and then it's the 4k uhd disc i'm like why are there three discs in here surely they yeah, can easily a, just make and, one of and them that's the reason from um from these guys from from germany and from uh norwegian you can say uh this guy is is um it's already it's, it's christmas music on on on, on norwegian is that, style. is that the steel uh grinder did yes okay yes Oh, see, this if, one is also Dolby Atmos, Oro 3D, DTSX 5.1, and then 2.0 LPCM. On one disc, it's possible. On yeah, one CD? Creator. Oh, no, no, it's, it's on one Blu-ray, one Blu-ray, my bad, Blu-ray. Blu one, no, one Blu-ray and one Ezzard CD. Oh. You have two discs inside. Oh, there's two discs inside here. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, we're going uh, to have to start wrapping up soon, but yeah. uh, mm -hmm. Stefan, is there anything else that you want to mention before we go i appreciate you being on by the way no i hope that the that the um um at first thank you to be part of the show just today maybe we can turn it on in future and in, in some times yeah well hang and hang around because i i'm going to give you a, a link to the after show so if you yes it's late over there i know but if you want to hang out for a little yes and um I wait for the, uh, at my opinion, that um, if the creators and the uh, record and movie companies uh, work a little bit together and create a little bit more stuff with, with good sounds in, in 2D or in 3D, and um, all customers will be fine. And that's my sentence or final um, sentence. I agree with that. And until until then, you still have Oromatic, so yeah. Well, there's still there's still the Oro 3D. Yes. And yes. worst case scenario, you have that. There you go. Yep. Um, want to wrap it up? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Now, if you guys uh, want to continue the fun, um, you have to become a patron. That's uh, Patreon.com/slash/daily. Hi-Fi sign up over there, and you'll get access to the video chat that uh, the four of us are going to jump into right now. Uh, for everybody else that isn't a patron, we will see you guys here next week. Same bad time, same bad tad channel. <laughs> Can't even do it. Gonna do it without laughing. Monday, Mondays, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here on the Daily Hi-Fi YouTube channel. If you're watching on the replay, make sure you subscribe up and join the fun in the live show. Um, and yeah, we'll see you guys next week. See ya. See you.